Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We've got a special guest on the podcast and he was actually one of my teachers when I was certifying some years ago at the Life Coach School and I'm happy to connect back with him and he is time management guru, a habit expert. I don't know. What else would you call yourself, Tyson? I call myself an identity coach, a performance coach, goofball, dad. Rapper. Can we add rapper rapper to that? Yeah. A yodeler. (laughs) Um, I do all sorts of random stuff. Yes. He he has some very, very popular raps out there. (laughs) In the coaching world, at least. Yes. Yes. In the coaching world. (laughs) So um, welcome to the podcast, Tyson Bradley. I'm going to have you like introduce yourself a little bit and kind of tell the people that are listening today, like a little bit about yourself and how you came to do what you're currently doing. Yeah. So like Sammy said, I'm Tyson Bradley. I guess I like to start out that I am happily married and I've got two adorable girls, one's seven and one's four, both redheads which was a surprise. And then we're expecting a boy in December. So that's going to be fun. My wife's a little scared because she's like, I've never raised a boy. And so we're going to figure that out. But uh, I got into the whole coaching world. I started out in human resources, which is all about helping employees and businesses. And I always knew I wanted to be more around people but then I discovered coaching and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I want to have like these one-to-one relationships and experiences with people that really help them change. Cause that's what I was all about. A lot of times we might go to a training or a motivational speaker, or you might even watch a motivational video on YouTube and you can get jazzed for a moment, like excited and riled up and just like, I can do this, but then it wanes. And then you go back to your normal life. And so I feel like beneath, like underneath the surface of all the things I've done in my business and what I've done in coaching, I've had this yearning to discover a way to create lasting change, not just momentarily change, but just like help you to create new habits, you know, do new things and to stay that way instead of going back to how you used to be. So that's a little bit of kind of my journey. And and right now I'm writing a, a book that I'm intending on being a New York times bestselling book, which would be so fun to just write. Just kind of like what you were saying. We want to change. We want to do better. A lot of times we want to do things differently and we know what we're doing to get our current results. We're like, Oh yeah, I know I shouldn't like eat that whole bag of M&Ms or like I shouldn't spend an hour scrolling on Facebook or Instagram. And yet like we still do those things. And so I, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad you're here to kind of help us change some habits, but kind of like keep them lasting habits, right. but 
to start off, like, let's just tell the teens. I kind of have my own idea about what I think habits are, but I, I want you to give us your definition of what you think a habit is. Yeah. I think a habit is anything that we have consistently done over time. And now what's happened is that it's become what people call unconscious, meaning that we just don't realize that we're, we do it. A good example of this is for me, I grew up with vanilla ice cream, always in the freezer, cookies in the fridge, Oreos in the pantry. And my dad and, and us as a family, it's like we'd eat dinner and then we'd have a sweet treat afterwards. And so over time, what ends up happening is that you just get accustomed to this being a pattern of your life. And I go throughout my life just always doing this. And then I get married, we're even like cake and ice. <laughs> it's like, I get married and, and we're having cake and ice cream, like literally every night. And it's funny because then all of a sudden I realize, you know what, every I'm noticing that when I eat sweets, it's impacting my sleep and I don't like that. And so much like any of you might start to build an awareness, like you just start noticing, you're just like, wait, you might look at your phone that, you know how your phone like keeps track of like what apps you open and how much time you spend on it and whatnot. You can like see all that data and you can open that up. And maybe all of a sudden for the first time you gain awareness, you're just like, oh my goodness, I picked my, up my phone 80 times today. It's like, that's a lot of times, you know, or I, I was on Instagram for two hours. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden you start realizing, you're just like, I would like to do that differently. And then you try and change and it's hard. Why? Because it's a habit because it's something that you've practiced over time and your brain is accustomed to it. And so to try and change it, which the brain is very resistant to changing at all, it wants to stay in the familiar. It wants to stay with things being easy and known. And so you try and change and it's difficult. And so what I'm trying to do and what I've helped myself and my clients do is actually make it not so difficult to make that, make those shifts and to let go of some of those old things that we didn't want or to introduce new things that we do want into our lives. So that's a little bit of how I might explain habits. What would, what would be your definition? Well, first off, I'm glad that when you say like you have a way that makes it not difficult because I'm yeah. really excited to hear about that Yeah, <laughs> because I feel like it is, it is so difficult. So for me, um, I guess the way that I kind of like describe a habit is something that I don't have to argue with myself about doing. Like I love to run. I love to play sports. I love to exercise. And so like every morning when I get up, I put my exercise clothes on. It's not like I'm arguing with myself about doing it. It's just because mm. I've done it so much that I just do it. It's not, there's no drama. There's no like, yep. well, you're going to feel horrible the whole time you're doing it or this is miserable or like, I mean, even just brushing my teeth. I don't, I don't argue with myself about brushing my teeth. Right? For some reason, I have to remind everybody else in my house to brush their teeth. Right? right. But I don't have to remind myself. It's just, it's just like part of my process. And so there's, there's those certain things in my life that I just, I do, and I don't spend any time arguing about whether I should do it or not. Yeah, no, I think you're, so it's like, I think my story applies to 
bad habits or like habits that we want to get rid of. And then your story applies to like habits that you want to have in your life. Because when you have a good habit, it's like a habit just means, yeah, I don't have to think about it. It's just natural or I don't have to question it. It just comes. And so, you know, oh yeah, it's easy for me to get up in the morning. For some people, it's like, oh yeah, it's so easy. It's just like, I just do it. Where, where other people are, are just like, no, it's the hardest thing in the world to actually get out of bed. Yeah. And not to give you guys the perception that I have no bad habits. I don't, I don't <laughs> want that to be like understood at all. I have a lot of bad habits. I really like cookies and I like Dr. Pepper. And there's a lot of things that... <laughs> <laughs> that I should change. Oh, they are just such bad habits. Like I would love to change not having a Dr. Pepper every day. Mm. Like I would love to change that. M my brain is so resistant to changing that. So yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we work on that. Yes. Maybe right we here. do work on yeah. that. <laughs> Well, you know, there's also, it, you can also relate it to sports in terms like muscle memory. Because you say you're playing baseball, or whatever, and you like swing the bat or you're playing golf and you swing the club. And it's like, there's just this, this motion, and then you keep practicing it. And all of a sudden it becomes natural. You don't have to think about it anymore. And that's kind of what we're talking about when it comes to habits, like something you practice enough that it just like, it becomes natural. You don't have to battle with it. Or when you learn how to drive, it's like, all of a sudden you just like, the more you practice now, all of a sudden you don't have to consciously think about putting your foot on the brake, you just do it. Yeah. So these are the kinds of things that I think would help us understand. Oh yeah, this is okay. This is what habits are. Okay. So tell us why habits. Well, you kind of already explained to us how, why habits are hard. Did, did we fully cover that? Or do you have more to explain to us on why they're hard? I just think that there's even things like what our parents might tell us or what might, or what our friends might tell us that it's not even just the things that we do, but even the things that we think about ourselves. So say I look at my life and I always turn papers in at the last minute. Now we've given that kind of experience a label and we call it procrastinating. And then we turn this word procrastinating and we turn it into an identity and we say, oh, I'm a procrastinator. And now all of a sudden our brains want to look at all the evidence of what we've done and then put a label on it and describe ourselves as that as though it's a fact of life. And so then we walk around and we say, oh, I'm always late, or I'm, I'm just a procrastinator, or I'm not a, a morning person. And we just say these things so flippantly without recognizing that what we're doing is we're identifying as someone and it's keeping us stuck where we are. And so that's kind of what, that's another realm that I think can make things difficult is because we're so blind to it. We just don't see it. We don't see our thoughts a lot of times, which is why we need a coach to help us say, oh, did you know that you're just thinking this and that it's actually just a thought and not a, that, that it's not a real thing. It's not a fact of life that you can't get you're tested. You can't go to the doctor and get your blood pulled and said, yep, studies show. It looks like your blood says you're a procrastinator. <laughs> It's not yeah. a thing guys. It just, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that because the thought, so we, we have like, and I know I've told you guys this on the podcast before we have like 60,000 thoughts that go through our head every day, but I think like, what is it? 90% of them are the same thoughts Yes. or they're repeat, they're repeat thoughts and not right that's a habit. Like the way that we think about ourselves when we see ourselves on social media or the way that we think about ourselves when we look at a picture or just our thoughts about ourselves, those are habits. Now, what the science says is that 
in order to change a habit, it can take anywhere from 18 to 254 days, which is a long time if you're trying to make a change. And then what also the science says, they, they call it neuroplasticity. And it's just this idea that we have these neurons that fire and wire in our brain. And when we start to change our thoughts, we're just trying to connect different neurons. And it's just about creating new pathways in our brain. And the more we reinforce a new pathway, that's what it makes it become a habit. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, you have these roadways in your mind and there's cars traveling in between them. And a thought that you haven't practiced very much is like a dirt road versus the thought that you have about yourself. When you look at a picture of yourself, you're just like, I'm not that pretty or whatever. That's a freeway system because <laughs> you've practiced that and the cars can travel back and forth really easily. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to practice a new thought. And right now it's a dirt road yeah. and you're trying to build up that road. And the more that you like shift to a new thought, essentially what's happening in your brain is that you're telling all the workers that were working on the freeway to stop working on the freeway and to start working on this dirt road and building it up so that that becomes a freeway and the old, old road deteriorates and becomes the dirt road. So you no longer think that you're horrible. You no longer think that you're a procrastinator, but instead you've chosen to believe that you're something different. So and at the same time, all the workers that are working on the highway are like throwing their arms up in the air and they're being like, what about this road? We need this road. We can't get rid of it. Right. So there's, I feel like the process that I've created is almost like an underground secret neural network, a secret like roadway system that we just haven't known. And that's what makes this easier and more effortless to create a habit. If you're up for it, I think what would be fun is I can take you through the process with maybe a habit or thing that you want to change. That way we can give everyone an example of what this could look like for them and yeah, let's do how it. they could apply it to them. So if you're good for that, then let's dive in. I'm, re awesome. I'm ready. You tell me what I need All to right, do. All right, Sammy, here's, here's how we could do it. So I, uh, I put the steps of this process. I just call it the inherent identity process. I put it into an acronym and it's I am me. So I stands for ideal. And so the first question we really want to ask ourselves is, what would be ideal? What am I trying to change? Like what would be the ideal life in terms of this area or this thing you mentioned stopping to drink diet Coke, or maybe there's other things that you would want to change, but what for you personally would be ideal? Can we use the Dr. Pepper example? Let's use the Dr. Pepper. Example. Okay. <laughs> so what would, what would be your ideal experience with Dr. Pepper? Yeah. So my ideal experience would be that I never feel tired during the day and I never crave it. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't look forward to it. Like okay. I would love to just be okay with water. Awesome. Is that what okay. you're looking for? <laughs> that is beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, yeah, it works totally fine. Okay. And, and so this is just the beginning. This is um, us just trying to understand. Yeah. Okay. If there's a change that I do want to make, what would be the ideal experience of it? Like, how would I love for this to unfold? And, and so we, we talk about when we write this down, we write down the ideal. And then the next step is a, which stands for amplify. And okay, really quick. I have more to add to that ideal. Issue please talking. do. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I drive my husband crazy sometimes because like when we're out and about, or we're traveling, I like get low on energy and I'm like, Hey, honey, I need a Dr. Pepper or a diet Coke. And like, 
everybody else around me has to accommodate mm. going to get mom <laughs> a Diet Coke or a Dr. Pepper because she's tired and she can't keep up. So whatever we're doing, we have to all, everybody has to pause because yep. mom needs her drink. That is awesome. Okay. If I understand correctly, your ideal is like, I just want to, do you want to not have Dr. Pepper be in your life at all? Um, I don't like, know if I could like just have one every once in a while. Okay. Cause like, and, and it really is important that we consider, you know, what really would be my ideal for you. It's what I hear is I want to be able to have energy without needing Dr. Pepper to create that energy Yeah, exactly. and that I can just not crave it, not have all this mental chatter because this is what happens. Everybody, when you're addicted to something and I was addicted to sweets. So, <laughs> so this is, this, this works. So it's just like, like I would eat lunch and then I would somehow find myself in the pantry, smacking my lips, just be like, what should I have that's sweet? And, and it's like so unconscious. You don't even realize that you're in the pantry sometimes. And you don't even realize that you're going to grab your Diet Coke because it's just so habitual. It's just like, you don't even realize how you're pressing on the brakes when you first, when you're learning how to drive and it's become natural now. You're just like, oh, I just do this. Well, Okay. So I'm going to yeah. don't judge me, you guys, but like yeah. now it's not just one Tyson. It's like, now I need like two. Okay. And I'm like, okay, two is, <laughs> two is not okay. <laughs> okay. I think we if got I'm the idea. Honest. <laughs> yeah, that's good. This is good. So you don't want to be drinking two Dr. Peppers a day for sure. You would rather just like, can I just have the energy? Can I just wake up in the morning, not crave it and have water instead? So what we want to do, we have this ideal, we've written it down. And then the next step is amplify. And I put this step in here because we're actually very bad at dreaming. The idea is like, I want you to 10X the dream. So it's like, I have this ideal, but what would really be awesome? If I could expand, if I could make this, experience even more great and amazing, what would you love to experience in a day in terms of your energy and this relationship with Dr. Pepper? Um, okay. Amplify. I'm trying to yeah. think what that means. I guess amplify for me would just be like, amplify would be like, I would never drink it again. Like I would never need it again. Yeah. See, and this, this, this is why I have it as a step because, you know, before I asked you, it was like, Hey, you know, do you want this in your life? And you're just like, Oh, maybe once in a while, but like when you connect and, and I'll add this little caveat with this, these steps is that we grow up in a world that tells us what we should want. So sometimes I have had people where they have the desire to wake up earlier in the morning because they've heard and everybody says that early morning risers are the most successful people in the world. And so you hear that enough. And then all of a sudden what, what happens is that you create a goal and you create this idea like, okay, I need to wake up early now. And then I start questioning these friends and these clients of mine. And I say, well, why do you want that? Like who, who told you that that should be the goal you should pursue? And then they realize there's the, the, the 5 a.m. club. Oh, oh yeah. The 5 a.m. <laughs> club, the miracle morning club. Yeah. Uh, um, there's all sorts of books, friends on this stuff. But, but the thing is like, I I worked with a friend and she, and she, uh, as I continue to work with her, she realized she's like, actually, I don't want to wake up early. It took us like, like a few days of, of just going back and forth talking about it, but she recognized that she didn't want that. 
because the ideal came from the world versus coming from your heart, which I think is a little different. The brain is all about like what it's known and what it remembers and what everyone's teaching it versus your heart, which is a little different concept. You might call it your spirit. You might call it intuition. You might call it your inner knowing. There's all sorts of definitions for this. You might call it the spirit. It's like, regardless, it's like, hey, when you just pause for a moment and you say, what is my ideal really? Like, honestly, there's, there's a little bit of a nuance here. Now there's like a little bit of difference in where that question is coming from. And instead of pushing towards a goal, you feel pulled towards it. So this is kind of the art. It's like, I'm teaching you the steps and that's the science. And then I, there's also an art to it in the sense of like, can we like feel a little bit? Can we like pay attention to how we feel about certain goals? And when it comes to amplifying, it sounds like, like if you truly could have what you really wanted, it sounds like you might just want to just like, let go of this relationship altogether that you just don't even need Dr. Pepper and you could wake up and have the energy that you want. What do you think? I, yeah, that'd be great. I would like to not ever think about it. Yeah. Like it never even existed. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. And I guess my why is because I know it's not healthy for me. Right. Yeah. And not because the world says it's not healthy for me, but like, I, I know that like that habit isn't healthy for me. Right. You know, and that when you slow down long enough, it's not like, sometimes I like to describe it as your heart is yearning for something. And sometimes you go about in life and your heart also kind of nags at you. So you've probably had this idea of not drinking Dr. Pepper as often for longer than the past week. Yeah. Have you ever had the thought to stop? Oh yeah. Especially when I do my teeth whitening. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you do your teeth whitening, you're reminded just like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Or your kids remind you on the trip, you know, it's like, mom, why do we have to keep stopping for you? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so some of you might, we know what we need to do, but we just don't do it. And some of you may have had like a consistent, like repeating thought to change something. And those consistent nagging, persistent thoughts to change something. Those are the ones I would really like encourage you to listen to, because I think what they're, what's, what's happening is that your heart is trying to tell you about who you really are. And that's, what's so powerful about these first two steps of just like, okay, what's your ideal? And like, if we amplify that, like, and just really got to the meat of what is it exactly that you want, what we're uncovering here. And a big lesson that I learned is that what you really want is who you really are. And there's all sorts of research and study that talks about how the most powerful way to create a change is to change your identity. And the way we talk about identity and the way that identity is changed is that we start to describe ourselves differently. And a lot of times the way that in language that we talk about identity is we use I am statements. So we say, I am a procrastinator. So that's an identity statement. That's a label that we place on ourselves. I'm always late. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty. I'm not whatever. I am too weird. It's like, these are all just like labels that we put on ourselves based upon what either people have told us or our life's experience. 
And so when we discover what we really want, we uncover who we really are. This is, this is so interesting because like I obviously work with teens and when we're in our teen years, we have no idea who we are. Like we are figuring it out. The yeah. world, our world is our tornado. <laughs> right? yeah. We, we just don't know who, who we are or who we want to be yet, because we just haven't had enough life experiences. Or, I mean, maybe some of you guys know who you want to be yet. So you're saying that developing habits, and I'm going to butcher this. Yeah. <laughs> Developing habits helps us understand who we are. You yeah, say it in the yeah. better way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. If you want to develop habits, it's best to start out with understanding who you are. And a lot of times it is our habits that uh, end up being the things that we use to describe who we are. So I've, for example, I might have a habit of waking up late and coming to class late. And so because I have this habit of action, I now give myself the label of I'm always late. I am someone who is always late, whatever. And, or I have a consistent pattern of meeting horrible guy friends and them being my boyfriend or whatever. And so it's just like, and then we just like, oh, I'm just not good at finding good guys, you know? And we just think that that's a fact. And now we can also have the opposite effect. We can just say, oh, it's always been easy for me to do such and such. It's always been easy for me to talk to people. It's always been easy for me to do school. And we have positive things too, because of things that we've experienced. Needless to say, this whole process is helpful in terms of discovering who you are, because yeah, you're when you're a teen, you are just trying to figure out life, trying to figure out what you like and what you dislike. And so I would very much be, it's like, if I was to go back or to talk to my teenage self, I'd say, pay attention to what you like and dislike, like truthfully, like as you go about your life, what do you notice just sparks joy? What do you notice just makes you come alive? What do you notice just you know, lights you up? And what do you notice drags you down, makes you feel miserable, uh, isn't very fun, isn't enjoyable. And start making a list because the more that you start noticing what sparks joy and what takes it away, the more you start uncovering who you really are and what you're really attracted to in this life. Does that make more sense? Yeah, totally. You do a so, better job of explaining it than I then, Oh, there you go. Okay. So once we've amplified it a little bit, we just write down more of what the dream looks like. The next step is what I call movement. And it's just about understanding what actions what I need to take to create this ideal. So for you to never think about Dr. Pepper again, to wake up in the morning, not even crave it, to stop seeking it when your energy is low, what actions would be required? Should I tell you what I've tried? Sure. <laughs> um, well, okay, so what would be required? I've tried other types of caffeine or other types of energy, but it's just like, yeah, I always come back to Dr. Pepper, but what would be required is that the action would be to just to not drink it. That's it. For the most part, it's just like, <laughs> what would I need to do to stop drinking Dr. Pepper? You stop drinking Dr. Pepper. Yep. Just, I mean, first, you know, stop buying it. Don't have it in the house. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Not buying it. And some other 
other things, other actions that will come up um, later within this process would be some things that help with like the mindset aspect and like stop thinking about it so much too. But at its core, this doesn't have to be hard, everybody. It's just like, what are the actions to create this ideal? Well, in order for me to not have it, I stop drinking it. The next step is the next M. So I am ideal amplify movement. The next M is manifesto. And this is where we create a statement, an I am statement, where we take all this information that we just talked about, this ideal and the action, and we create a statement that can describe who we really are and what we really want. And for me, the revelation came like where this process originated was I was learning about identity and I was learning about this idea of like, I need to be who I want to be before I like do things like being and then doing. And it's like, it was such a vague thing, but I started to create little I am statements of who I wanted to be. It's like, oh, I want to be patient. So it's like, I am patient. I want to be energized. It's like, I am energized. Who else do I want to be? What else? I like, I want to be uh, like calm and and I want to be confident. So I am confident. So it's like, there's these I am statements that I was creating, but they weren't like powerful. They didn't like really resonate with me or feel good in my body or whatnot. And so I was thinking about this habit of eating sweets after meals, and I just didn't want it anymore. And so I created this I am statement that I thought would just be more fun. Like, how could I make this fun and memorable and impactful? And so I came up with a statement, I am a sugar shunner. It had an alliteration. It sounded fun. It came to me. It was just like this, this thought just like, oh, you know what? It's like, I'm a sweet shunner or no, no, I'm a sugar shunner. And the action with it was like, I say no to sweets. And so it became this statement, not only just an identity, but then an action paired with it. So this full statement is now I am a sugar shunner. I say no to sweets. And the crazy thing happened was, the morning that, that I created that statement, I have lunch, which I love. Like I love having a quesadilla with salsa and it's the saltiest thing in the world. So afterwards, my tongue is like all salty. And so if you've ever craved sweets, you'll know that it's like, you just want to have something sweet after that. And I'm standing in the pantry, like I said, smacking my lips, looking for something. And then I remembered, I was just like, wait, I'm a sugar shunner. I say no to sweets. And immediately I was able to just like, the urge was gone and I didn't want the sweets. And I was just like, oh, no, wait, this is who I really am. Like I'm a sugar shunner. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a sweets eater. It's like, I'm a sugar shunner. Cause that's who I really want to be. And so I was able to just like walk out of the pantry and not eat any sweets. And I thought this was fascinating. I was just like, what just happened? Because I had tried all sorts of things, guys. I've been in the self-help industry for like 10 years over that. I've learned all sorts of things about how to try and make change happen. And none of them worked. But this did, which is really fascinating to me. And so I started teaching it to other people and they started creating change faster than they ever had before. And so you might be thinking, well, how does this like statement, how's like one little statement make such a change? And there's elements to it that I think are pretty powerful. One, it's like, it can be fun. So it's like a fun saying that you could have. I have a, a client who wanted to try intermittent fasting. So it's just this way of stopping eating and losing weight in it. And so she made up a rhyme. She's like, I eat a good mix from 10 until six. So it's just like, I'm someone 
who eats a good mix from 10 until six. And so it's just like, it was such a good little jingle for her to remember. So it helps you to remember, which is important because if you forget who you really are, then you won't act on what you really want to do. When you create a statement that resonates with you and that you feel good about it, it's almost like we're tapping into this, like I said, this underground neural network that we didn't know what was there. And it's almost like there's a freeway there, but we just have been missing it. We didn't know that there was a freeway system that linked to our most best and most amazing habits and who we really want to be. So I created this statement and it's like, it was awesome. And so for you, it's like, we, we want to create a statement to be able to say, okay, what can I tell myself that would be fun to say? And that helps me to let go of Dr. Pepper. And I'll tell you what comes to my mind right now, unless okay, you have one. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Okay. Cause I, I cause I kind of, maybe this is my artistic rapper side of me that just like <laughs> yeah. loves to rhyme and stuff. But the thing that came to my mind as a manifesto that you could say a little, I am statement. It's like, I am a Dr. Pepper dumper. Dr. Pepper dumper. Oh, I like just that. Like, I was, I was thinking like a Dr. Pepper disser or like a Dr. Pepper dropper, but I like yeah. the dumper. It's like, um, and, and what do I do with that? Well, it's like, I dumped Dr. Pepper in the trash or it's like, I've it's like, I've dumped Dr. Pepper. We're no longer in a relationship. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say this because like, as you're talking, like I'm thinking in my brain of my habits that I do have, and they are actually tied to my identity. Like the things that I do do, like whenever I say do do, my kids are like, you said do do. So the things that I do do, you're right. They actually are tied to who I believe that I am, which is, I mean, crazy. Like I never would have put those, put those things together, but like part of that identity is me like being healthy. Like I really, I like to be a healthy person. And so, you know, like drinking diet soda doesn't, you know, really align with who, who I want to be, but, um, yeah, I am a diet I'm a diet soda dumper. How's that? Yeah. I'm a soda squelcher or whatever. It's like, I don't know. You yeah. could like, you don't have to use alliteration because I've done some that are super simple, even one with my own kids where we would make messes or like, and whenever there's a mess made, it's like, I dropped an egg this morning. <laughs> it's like, that's the worst. It's the worst. And so I, uh, I tell my kids, it's like, oh, it's okay because we're mess cleaners. We clean up messes. And it's fascinating because even such a simple statement, my four-year-old, like she tipped over to the piano bench a couple weeks ago and she's like, dad, help. I come over and I'm just like, oh, this is a mess. And she's like, it's okay though. I'm a, I'm a mess cleaner. And I'm just like, what the, what just yeah. happened? It's like, it's no longer a problem to clean up messes because that's who we are. We clean up messes. Yeah. I love that. I'm just thinking like about the, this morning when I was taking my daughter to, um, junior high, she, she was late. And so like, she wanted me to drive her to school and she was like, sorry, mom. And I'm like, Hey, it's okay. I'm flexible. I'm a very flexible person. Yeah. Not stretching wise, but like (laughs) I'm flexible in a way that like, I can manage my brain around any kind of stress that this is going to cause me that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and the fact that you, you said that I describe myself as a healthy person and that this Dr. Pepper thing is actually out of alignment with that. It is out of integrity. It means that it's like, this is not who you really are. 
and not who you really want to be. And so for you to like hear that and to like know that to be true in your bones, to be able to say, I am a Dr. Pepper. I am a diet soda dumper because this is not who I really am. And when you start connecting that, when you start feeling the truth of that, the, the, the power comes in the feeling of it. So if you say your self-esteem, because this is, there's plenty of people that will talk to you about how affirmations are like these mantras and you can keep telling yourself, I am confident, I am confident, I am confident. And it will do nothing for you because you don't feel it's true. But what we're trying to do here is we're trying to create a statement that you do feel is true because it's what you want. So for you, it's like, I'm a diet soda dumper. I dump my relationship with diet soda. It's like, that's the action. So there's an I am paired with an action so that every time that you do the action, you reinforce who you are. So every time I said no to sweets, it's just like, yeah, because I'm a sugar shunner. Oh, I said no to sweets again. That's because I'm a sugar shunner. Oh, I dumped the soda. That's because I'm a soda dumper. The, the last step is E, which stands for evoke, which is all about just reminding yourself of who you really are. It's the step of remembering and evoking the emotions. Like, let's bring up the emotion of it. Let's like say the statement every morning. It's like, I am a diet soda dumper. That's who I really am. And the more I keep saying that, the more, the more times I, I say that to myself and feel into it, it's like the easier it will be to let this go. And that's what's happened with myself and with other people is like they're able to easily and effortlessly change because they're tapping into something that's deeper than just what your brain is wired. That's the steps. I am me. Ideal, am amplify, me. movement, manifesto, evoke. Evoke. And if you guys have ever seen The Lion King, there is this moment where Simba is talking to his dead dad in the sky. His name's Mufasa. And Mufasa says this line that maybe you've heard before. And he says, remember who you are. Remember, remember, remember. He says like, remember like five or six times because Simba needs to remember that he is the one true king. And when he remembers that he's the king, he stops staying in the jungle with Timon and Pumbaa singing Akuma, Hakuna Matata. And he actually goes and defeats Scar, who has taken over his kingdom. So if you need to rewatch that, tune back into Disney. Get your Disney on. Go watch uh, that show and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of my favorite Disney shows. <laughs> it's such a good it. one. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I've got some work to do. You could do that. <laughs> I can. I am a diet soda dumper. Okay. Yes. All right. Last thing, I want you to tell us why habits are important. Like, what's the point of them? Why? Why should we do this? Oh my goodness! It just makes life so much easier. Because in the example of me just like not eating sweets, like I told you guys, I ate cake and ice cream with my wife like every night. And it impacted my sleep. Like I, I didn't sleep as well. I was all congested at night. And, and, and now that I have let go of sweets, thanks to my changing of this habit, I sleep so much better. I have more energy. I'm able to show up to my family better. I'm able to show up to my work better, to my clients better, to, you know, and if I had done this back when I was in school, I would have done school so much better. And so there are things that you want to change that you know you want to change. Maybe they're even like relationships that you want to change. It's like, I just want to stop thinking so negatively or about like my friends or my parents or my siblings. 
it's, it's not a fun experience to always be so annoyed with my siblings. I wish that could change. And it's like, what if that could? And what if you're just like, I am a loving sibling. <laughs> you know, it's like your, your brain might be like, no, I'm not. That is not true. You could play around with this. And it's like, I am a sweet sibling. It's like, I see the sweetness in my siblings. I don't know. It's like, you could just make something up. But if you do this and, and you apply yourself to this, you can make some changes that just allow your life to be so much better. And I think that's what makes it so much fun and so valuable and why it's important because we all want to create a better life and it's possible and you can do it easier and more effortlessly through this process. I agree. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, uh, not having headaches. <laughs> you will have to tell me, you've got to tell me how this goes <laughs> okay. as you apply it. Cause I want, we need to do a double episode. We'll do a follow-up one and we can share more about how this works. And oh my gosh, pressure's on. I, I know. Right? I haven't decided if I'm going to commit yet. Okay. I'll let <laughs> you've got to decide that's part of it. It's like, okay, is this really what I want? Then it's like, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is who I am. Let's do it. Okay. So I need to just, just so you know, I need to finish all the Dr. Pepper in my house first. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm going to start. How about that? Okay. We can okay. call it a deal. Can we make that a deal? Yep. We all can right, do I won't, that. I won't buy any more. Do that. I got <laughs> to like psych myself up for this. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Tyson, where, where can the listeners find you? Tell us, tell us all your details. So you can go to Tyson Bradley coaching on Instagram, and you can also go to inherentidentity.com. And there you will find a worksheet as well as a walkthrough of this process. So that way you can like follow through and you're just like, okay, I really like this. This sounds cool. I want to do it. I want to apply it, go there. And I also have a, a podcast that's called the inherent identity podcast. So if you're interested in those things, then you can follow me there. Okay. Awesome. And I will, you guys, I will put all those things in the show notes also. So, um, if you're listening and you're interested, go ahead and check the show notes and it will be all there listed for you guys. Tyson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, um, I know you're going to change my life, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah. So good to have you. guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.